Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And in today's episode... I don't mean to offend anybody, but we are talking about vision boards and about how they're not just for weirdos. If you are, inverted commas, a weirdo that is already doing vision boarding the way I'm about to kind of knock the way of people doing vision boarding, then please do not take it personally. Don't take it offensively. If it works for you, then great, stick with that. However, what I want to talk today is about vision boarding for those people who maybe tried vision boarding once, heard about vision boarding once, maybe never heard about vision boarding and don't really understand the power that it has. And I'm going to call it, what I say, the real power that a vision board has, which is about aligning the individual with their goals and keeping them inspired over the long term. So if you are a vision boarder that I am playfully, not insultingly, playfully referring to here as a weirdo, then, you know... I get it, it works for you, that's fine. However, you've got to appreciate that for many people, the way that some people do vision boarding is a little bit weird and it's far-fetched and it's hard for people to grasp and understand and therefore people don't do it and therefore they're missing out on the amazing opportunity that vision boarding has for them. So if you are a vision boarder and you are what I'm categorizing as a little bit, inverted commas, playfully a weirdo, I'm caveating this shit out of this, don't upset anybody, um, then don't take this to heart. Um, take this for what it really is, which is a call to action for people that would never do vision boarding the way that maybe you do or other people do vision boarding. This is a pragmatic, practical, scientifically proven way to do vision boarding that creates huge power in achieving and obtaining what it is that you're going for. With all those caveats out the way, I'm such a people pleaser, desperately trying not to upset anybody. Let's talk about how some people, I'm playfully calling these people weirdos, do vision boarding. And if you've ever come across this, this may well be one of the reasons you don't do vision boarding. So let's say you turn up to one of these vision boarding workshops, you turn up, they talk about vision boarding in the sense of, you know, the law of attraction. They talk about, you know, as if, you know, these, these vision boards have innate power in themselves, if that makes sense, you know. And they might call upon deities. They might call upon other powers to help empower their vision board so that it kind of happens for you. This is kind of wishing for me. I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to caveat that too much, right? For me, it comes under the category of wishing, you know, this idea that somehow if I build it, they will come. If I focus on something hard enough, it will happen. If I wish it hard enough, it will happen. I mean, I don't know how many wishes you've made in your life. and I don't know how many of those wishes have come true for you. But I'm telling you now, of all the wishes that maybe have come true for me, 
most of what I've achieved in life, like 99%, maybe 99.9% of everything I've achieved in life has been because I focused on it, then took action towards it, then didn't give up when it beat me around the head multiple times. And then I tenaciously never gave up on it and kept working towards it. And then I achieved it. Okay. So, you know, you go to these vision board workshops and, you know, they might go and sprinkle fairy dust on it. They might, you know, conquers and things from nature, a feather and from the wild. And, you, I, you know, you get the gist, right? Now, I'm not saying that every vision board workshop is like this. I'm kind of painting a picture of the extreme version, I guess, of what I'm talking about here when I'm saying about vision boarding can sometimes be playfully for weirdos, okay? Now, I love a weirdo and I'll be honest with you, I've got some weirdos in my life, and also, by the way, there's a little bit of weirdo in me as well. However, when it comes to vision boarding, the real power for me is to mind map what is going on inside of you and the connections that you have with your goals with something tangible outside of you that pictorially represents that internal connection with the goals that you have so that it serves as a prompt and it serves as something to focus on to keep you connected or if you fall off the wagon to reconnect you back to this state of where you're setting your goals. Now, if you've been setting goals over Christmas and New Year, we're, you know, getting well into the year now, the momentum is building. What happens typically is those goals that we set start to diminish very quickly. They can sometimes start to become a, a shopping list. And I don't care if your vision board says, you know, buy a helicopter, own a Ferrari, meet Madonna. You know what I mean? I don't care how exciting they are right now. Three months, six months, nine months down the line, those goals will inevitably start to feel just like a shopping list. And we don't connect powerfully emotionally to shopping lists. And unfortunately, if we're not emotionally powerfully connected to our goals, we're never going to take the action we need to. And we're never going to persevere how we need to in order to ultimately achieve them. So how can vision boards help you as someone that's hopefully done their goal setting and you want to absolutely make sure that 2020 is the year that you follow through and achieve all those goals. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of formula, and it's the formula that I use across the whole of my success groups and the whole of my Extreme Growth Masterminds. We've got like, what, 80 members now, and some of these members are doing, you know, 30, 40, 50, maybe 60, 70 grand, and they're going for the 100 this year. They're on what I call the six-figure fast track, and other people are already hitting six figures and multiple six figures, even people up to like 10 million pounds in my masterminds. And every single one of them, I give them this formula for creating a vision board once they've created their powerful set of goals. Now, if you do not yet have a powerful set of goals, maybe you didn't listen to all my other episodes. Maybe you've tried goal setting in the past. It didn't work for you. Maybe you've never even really come across goal setting and don't know how to do it properly or maybe you've never been shown how to do it properly, then don't forget, I have a resource for you. If you've listened to any of my podcasts over Christmas and New Year, you'll realize that I created a workbook specifically for you guys as listeners of this podcast to go out and create your own kick-ass goals. And it's a, a condensed version of the process that every single member in my Extreme Growth Masterminds and my success groups for ambitious entrepreneurs, every single one of them goes through that process 
Um, they go through, I'll be honest with you, about a 20-hour process for setting their goals every single year. I've condensed it, made it a bit more palatable maybe for my podcast listeners. So you can go and get that. I will drop the link in the descriptions of this episode. Please do go and follow that. Even if you've set goals this year, if you go through that process, or at least read through that process, you'll know whether or not you've set your goals powerfully enough to see you through the remainder of 2020. If you want to see your goals through an entire 12 months or even more, you need to make sure that you're definitely setting the right goals. You want to be connected to those goals powerfully. There needs to be a strong reason, a strong why behind those goals. You need to have a strategy. You need to know how you're going to achieve those goals. And then we get to this point here, which is you need to maintain your optimum emotional connectivity to those goals. So you haven't done your goals, you're not sure you've done them properly, go and download that resource. It's waiting for you completely free of charge right now. I'll put the link in the descriptions. Assuming you do have your goals, or at the very least, you're going to go and do your goals after this uh, episode, then I want you to understand that the emotion within us is what drives and dictates and manipulates the actions and the activities that we do. If we're massively emotionally connected to an outcome or to an activity, if we're inspired by that, if it motivates us and drives us, then of course we're going to be taking lots of action. If something is considered dull, boring, risky, you know, we doubt it's going to give us the rewards or we doubt we can achieve it, or maybe even something that we're fearful over, fearful that if we achieve it, it's going to do something bad for us. Or if we do some activity, then somehow it's going to be bad for us. Maybe we'll be judged or something might actually physically happen to harm us, then of course, we're not going to take action towards that goal in the same way. It's really important you understand this because whilst we feel like we're in control of our life, actually it's our unconscious that's in control of our life. Our unconscious is constantly manipulating us. To give the statistics, up to 99% of everything that you're thinking, feeling and doing right now is completely unconscious. Even at our best, our most lucid and awake and our most in control of ourselves. of us is still unconsciously manipulated. In other words, we're not even aware it's happening. Until we gaze our conscious mind towards something, we can't even see that we're doing it. You know, if you look at what your hands are doing, your feet are doing, your breathing, think about your heart rate, think about where you're looking right now. Maybe think about where your mind is wandering to. Because whilst you're listening to this, I am also aware that you're having many other thoughts about things completely non-related to what I'm talking about right now. So start to, you know, pull that focus, that attention inside yourself and start to see how much is going on that you're not even aware of. And then as I'm starting to talk to you about that, and as you start to bring your awareness to yourself, start to ask yourself, did I bring my awareness to myself Or does something else bring my attention to myself? And then start to realize the schizophrenic nature of being a human being. In other words, there are at least two of you in there, inside your skull, the conscious and the unconscious. And they work together and they've evolved to work together. But don't kid yourself, the unconscious mind is firmly in the driving seat of your life. It's dictating the chemical releases throughout your body, we call them feelings, that are either driving us towards taking action and achieving something 
or pulling us away and protecting us from some harm, or maybe just getting us to sit on our ass, watch TV, eat hog and dance and pizza, and just procrastinate our ass off for an evening, for a week, for a month, maybe even for an entire year, and dare I say it for some people, an entire lifetime. It's dictated, it's manipulated by the unconscious. So when we set these goals, if you're not inspired, if you're not excited by your goals, you're never going to take the action you need to. Equally, if you don't have the clarity and the focus around these goals, you're never going to commit 100%. I know you might want to, and you might desire this, but if you're not feeling it, it means your unconscious isn't on board. And if your unconscious isn't on board, then neither are you. Does this make sense? You only have a certain amount of willpower, a certain amount of drive where you can force behavior and you can force action. The rest of it is unconsciously driven. And we need to make sure that that unconscious part of ourselves is so excited, so passionate, so purposeful, so connected and aligned with what it is that we're trying to achieve this year that we can barely sleep because of it. Does this make sense? Now we know our unconscious is on board. And if our unconscious is on board, we are motivated and stimulated to doing what we need to do to get the results that we've laid out for ourselves. Does this make sense? If you follow a, a conscious goal setting process like the one that I've offered you in the download, you'll be doing this at an emotional level, but you'll also be going through the process very much at a cognitive level, at a conscious level, at a problem solving level. So in other words, you'll set out the best goals to go for from a logical, you know, thoughtful process or from a thoughtful place as opposed to just an emotional place. However, once the goals are set, the mechanisms that need to be on board to drive us towards achieving those goals are unconscious mechanisms. They're emotional mechanisms. This is why I say it can just become a shopping list of goals if you're not emotionally connected. And even if you're emotionally connected today, in a week, a month, six months, or nine months, or if these are goals that you're working on maybe for the next five years or even a decade, maybe longer, maybe a lifetime, then you can see that even the most sexy goals, the most amazing inspirational goals can end up becoming a bit of a shopping list. At that point, you are not motivated, you're not inspired, you will not be fully engaged in terms of your activity and your actions and behaviors towards achieving those goals. And this is where vision board can be so powerful. Right now, if you set your goals, you should be the most inspired you possibly can be by your goals. If you're not excited and inspired by your goals right now, then you've set the wrong goals or you've set them wrong or you just haven't connected the why, you know, why am I going to achieve that goal, the purpose of achieving this goal. So just be mindful of that. If you're not absolutely pumped to go into 2020 with these goals, then there's something missing. Does this make sense? If you go through a goal setting process, that might help you find what's in that gap. But assuming that you are motivated, you are pumped up, jacked up, that you are absolutely inspired towards these goals, you want to maintain this feeling. Because right now, you feel like anything is possible. Right now, you can almost taste these goals. They might be a challenge for you, a stretch for you, but you can really see yourself having achieved them. You're excited by the idea of achieving them. The problem is we haven't even got started on really getting going on these yet. And that feeling will wane. This is not me trying to, you know, poo-poo your goals. This is not about me, you know, putting you down. This is not about me being negative or anything like that. It's just a factor of life. Emotionals, 
responses in us were never meant to last that long. So in the wild, in the animal kingdom that we came from, these emotional responses were short term. It's like, I don't have enough food. There's negative pressure on me to go out and take action and maybe even take risks in order to provide food. Or this thing is really good for us. I'm excited and I'm passionate and purposeful. Go out and get it. But the things we were going out and getting or doing were very short-term focused. And for most of our evolution, we've been incredibly short-term focused and our emotions aren't meant to last that long. In Buddhism, they have this saying, which I'm paraphrasing, which is, you know, and so this too shall pass, okay? And the idea is that no matter what emotion you're feeling, if you don't stir the pot, if you don't get involved in it, if you just sit with the emotion, it will pass through you. And as I understand, it's about 20 minutes. So emotion, the fear, the dread, the doubt, the anger, the rage, all these feelings will pass through you within about 20 minutes. Many of them pass through you in in moments. I mean, you sit with it, you don't stir the pot, you don't dwell on it, you don't allow yourself to get caught up in it. You just sit with that emotion. It could be anger. And you know what? Maybe in three, four, five minutes, it starts to settle down and you forget what you were so angry about. The reason that we stay angry for so long is because it's what I call stirring the pot. In other words, we allow our brain to go off and think about all the things that made us angry, which stirs up all that chemistry again. And then we focus on the things and we talk ourselves through scenarios and we visualize stuff and we wind ourselves up, in other words, okay? We keep stirring that pot of fear. We keep stirring that pot of anger or doubt or dread or whatever it might be. What I want us to do is continually stir that pot of excitement and passion and purposefulness. Does this make sense? I want you to have long-term excitement, long-term passion and long-term motivation, And the other stuff, we want that stuff to pass through us really quickly. The doubt, the dread, the fear, the anger, the resentments, the jealousy, the envy, all those what we might call negative emotions, although just to caveat that, there are no negative emotions. But what we might deem as negative emotions, they make us feel not great and maybe take action and behave in ways that we wouldn't want for ourselves, that let ourselves down or certainly don't align us with our best self and what it is we're trying to achieve. We want that stuff to pass through us quickly, but we want to keep, you know, the playfulness, the love, the passion, maybe the compassion, all these what I would call positive emotional responses, the ones that make us feel good and the ones that drive us to take positive actions to achieve positive outcomes and positive results. We want to keep stirring that pot. Best will intended, we set our goals, we're excited, And it will pass if we don't keep continually stirring that pot. And one of the ways we can stir that pot is by continually focusing on our goals, but more specifically, focusing on the emotion of those goals. In other words, the outcome and how we feel about that outcome and the excitement about the achievement and the excitement about the undertaking. And if we can keep those emotions going over the next you know, month, six months, year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, lifetime, you will be super productive, super focused. You'll have an amazing experience of life, of course. And almost as a byproduct of that, you'll achieve lots of amazing good shit along the way. Vision boards for me are really simple. They are a mind map. They are a pictorial representation of your connection to your goals. So when you're creating vision board, I want you to think in terms of that. This isn't about just having a load of pretty pictures stuck on a piece of paper with sticky glue, right? This isn't about adding, you know, fairy dust and feathers and I don't know, whatever else, right? Pine cones and then, you know, wishing to the gods, the heavens, the mother earth, whatever it might be, that they will grant you these wishes. 
Doing a vision board for me is about capturing a snapshot, a photograph of your inner workings and connectivity to these goals so that you can continually reconnect with these goals over the long term. So I want to give you a couple of how-tos right now. So if you're sitting there thinking, right, I get it, George, I get the power of it because when I come back to looking at my vision board, I'm not just looking at a list of goals, I'm not just looking at some pictures from a piece of paper, I get it, I'm looking at a inner photograph of the inner workings of my own motivation and therefore just looking at this and reconnecting in the same way will stir up my neuro pathways in a way that gets me back to feeling the way I do and keeps me connected to the real ultimate why, which is the emotional whys for achieving these goals. You get that. If not, you just got it when I said it then. So how do you go about creating a vision board? Well, number one, you can cut stuff out. You can draw them. You can use your own photographs. You can go online and use pictures. You can use your iPad, your tablet, your computer. You can use print stick and big sheets of paper. There's no right and wrong on how you do it. However, I want you to massively connect with the process. So the first thing is you need to get your goals and your goals need to be super clear, super focused goals so you know exactly what it is you're going for in 2020. The next thing is you want to pictorially represent those goals on a vision board, whether that's a digital one or whether that's an actual real physical sheet of paper you're working on. And you want to work out how do these goals, when you look at these goals, connect with each other and how do you connect with them? For example, let's say you've got health goals for 2020. Now, for some people, health goals might feel like the foundations of their year. It may feel like it's at the root of their being, at the root of their goals, and the root of what they're trying to achieve this year. For other people, it might feel like the core of what you're achieving this year or the core of your, your, your goals. It makes sense that everything comes from that. Or I say, if it's from the base of your goals, you know, kind of everything grows or stems from that. So first of all, understand the goals, the nature of your goals, and really get a sense of where they sit with you. For some people, they have material goals that feel very much grounded goals. And they have more esoterical goals. Maybe it's charity giving, their spiritual development. Maybe it's something else they consider to be their learning so those goals might feel like esoterical goals. They might feel like higher goals, and therefore they will put those goals higher on the vision board. For other people, their learning and development might sit in the center of what they're trying to achieve, and therefore it might go in the center of their vision board. Does this make sense? Your financial goals. For some people, financial goals feel like you know a byproduct of everything else. And for some people, their financial goals may end up on the outside of their vision boards because they see them or they feel them, I should say, as a result of everything else that went before it. For others, financial goals are at the center or the core of what they're trying to create this year. It may also change from year to year. So if this year is the year you really want to focus on health, then don't be surprised it feels like health is at the center of your year, at the center of your life, at the center of your goals, in which case you want to pictorially represent those health goals in the center of your vision board. If they're at the core, you put them through the core. If they're at the root or the base of this year, you put them at the bottom of your vision board. So I think of my vision board like a tree. Now, this isn't for everybody, right? But I think of it as a tree. I put what I consider to be like my root goals, and I put them in at the base of my vision board, and it fans out. Throughout the vision board, it fans out, and it goes out, right? And I start to throw these pictures down. I move them around, and I start to see how they connect with each other. 
So for some people, they're highly connected to a financial goal. I want to achieve 100K this year, and it goes in the center of their vision board, and it's isolated on its own because that's what I'm focused on, right? For other people, they can't connect over money in the same way. They're connected to what money can buy, holidays, maybe what they're trying to do for their family or for their children or for their community, maybe for charity. So for those people, they would have their financial goal potentially at the center of their material goals, which they are connected to. And this connects the brain to the financial goal, to all the other goals that are directly connected by money. In other words, if I don't make the money, I don't get to grow the business. If I don't get to grow the business, I don't get to do all the good shit I'm trying to do in the world. So they're connected to doing all the good shit they're trying to do in the world, but they're not connected to the money. Get the money goal right in the heart of that, and it starts to connect them that money is the focus to achieve all these other goals. Does this make sense? So we're starting to create this hybrid vision board, which is mostly a direct representation of how we feel about our goals and how we connect with our goals ourselves, whilst also using the vision board as a prompt for us to steer our focus and steer our direction of focus onto the things that maybe we naturally wouldn't do so that we can artificially create that inspiration and that motivation to manipulate ourselves, if you like, to take the action on the activity that's going to get the goals, that's going to now allow us to ultimately achieve what it is we're trying to achieve. Does this make sense? For some people, they have four quarters. Like one guy, really clinical guy, he had four quarters to his vision board. He had very distinct lines. He had his work, he had his play, he had his family, he had holidays, I think. And he just saw them very much unconnected. Now, for me, it doesn't work for me because all my goals are interconnected. That's why I like the tree idea for me. But for him, it worked really well to have these quadrants and then to have the images that represented the goals in each of these quadrants just really helped him to keep the focus on the four key areas of life that for him were just very much separate areas of life. Wouldn't be for me, but it was for him. No real right and wrong in this, as long as the the artwork that you create, the vision that you create on this vision board inspires you and it connects you with your goals, and you get excited when you see it, you get passionate when you see it, purposeful when you see it. If that's how you feel when you look at your vision board, then it's the right vision board for you. Go and create a vision board. I mean this. If you've tried it before down the weirdo route, and you were a bit weirded out by that, this is a really pragmatic scientific approach to doing vision boarding. We're talking about neural networks in the brain, our emotional connectivity to goals, not in a fluffy way, but a very tangible, chemical, biological way, okay? That's what we are ultimately as human beings. So if you tried in the past, didn't like it, tried in the past, didn't work, or you've heard about it, but didn't like what you heard about it, or a bit weirded out by it, please give it a go for 2020. I do them every single year. My partner, Tracy, does them every single year. I'm telling you now, even... The what I'm referring to playfully, the weirdos in my life, they do it as well. And they might still continue to sprinkle the fairy dust on their vision boards. But they also take on my take of vision boards because they understand the power of what I'm saying here of connecting you to your goals emotionally so that you continually go out and you ultimately make this stuff happen. Don't forget, 
If you haven't done so already, set your goals. Go and download that booklet. I'll put the link below. Also, if you're a business owner and you haven't yet hit six figures, you're not yet running 100K in turnover, don't forget I've got the six-figure fast-track masterclass waiting for you right now. All this stuff is completely free of charge. It's my commitment to you, the small business owner, to help you get out of your own way and to help you to create the business that you want to create that ultimately is going to give you the life that you want. And I'm here to tell you now, that doesn't start until you hit 100K. Don't believe me? Go and do the six-figure fast track, hear me out, and then let me know what you think. You can find the six-figure fast track at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I will put that link as well below in the comments. Please go and do that if you haven't done so already. I will see you next time. And as always, until then, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. We'll be right back.